Hello and welcome to Simply Edifies Podcast. We are mothers, daughters, sisters, friends, and wives, but what unites us most is our place in God's family as daughters of Christ. Our goal is to encourage women as we navigate the messiness of life through biblical studies, personal stories, and practical tips that bolster our walk with Jesus daily. Thank you for joining us in our episode today. This commandment is one that we might be a little desensitized to. It's something that we hear quite often, maybe even something that we say quite often, and that is taking the name of the Lord in vain. We're going to jump right into just looking at the law itself. In Exodus 27, it says, Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. This commandment matters, and I know that might sound a little silly because, of course, commandments matter, but it's one that many of us take lightly, either because we're so used to hearing it or we're so used to saying it or we're used to a maybe watered-down version of it, but God says that he's not going to hold us guiltless, so it matters to God. And it should matter to us as well. If we want to look at what vain means, it means empty or without purpose. Or we misuse his name. Or we use it lightly, frivolously. Use it profanely. I think a good word there is uh, frivolous and profane. Just to keep those in mind. There's no thought. And then when there is thought, it's a thought of degrading to God. So there are obvious ways that we hear God's name used inappropriately. And those are like profane ones that might kind of make you cringe when you hear it. Or if it comes across your TV, you turn it off. Or if your child said it, they would be in a lot of trouble. <laughs> and and those are ways we would just never say or allow. But then there's also ways that we say it that to us seem less offensive. And I think that's what it falls into like that frivolously category. There are so many different ones and I almost hate to say them out loud, but I think, you know, just for reference, I think it's okay to, to mention them. Like OMG is one that is very common, you know, because we're abbreviating it, we're not saying it right. But I think that that's disrespectful and it's using God's name in a way that's frivolous. Um, we also can say that we swear to God or to um, sometimes I've heard to like heaven or something, something that I have a tendency to say. It's kind of like a Southern, I think, slang kind of a thing, but um, like Lord have mercy, <laughs> which, you know, I, I, when I say it, it doesn't necessarily, I'm not trying to be offensive to God, but I, that's his name. And I am saying it in a frivolous way. And I think we just have to be more aware of this one because It's just so common. It's amazing how common it is. It kind of shows the overall just lack of respect and reverence for God. So when even, you know, just in phrases that we would say, like the man upstairs or how we even refer to God himself, uh, that also I believe would fall under the category of being disrespectful and taking the name of the Lord in vain. Because where the name of the Lord is, there is power. Within the name of the Lord, there is salvation. And you have this list of verses that I'm I'm excited for you to read through just 
to show us that God takes the name of the Lord, his name, very, very seriously. Yeah. And this is just a really quick search. You could go much deeper into this, but I just wanted to take a moment to stop and consider what it is that we might be saying so lightly um, and without purpose. All right. And starting in Psalms 113.2, blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Psalms 124.8, our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Psalms 148.5, let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. Proverbs 18.10, the name of the Lord is a strong tower, the righteous runneth into it and is safe. Acts 2.21, and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Those are awesome verses. And And like you said, that's just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to studying the name of the Lord, because you can take even the meanings of the name of God, several different meanings, and do a month or longer study every day on that, which we have done before on our Instagram page. We've done the studies on of the name of God. Even then, it wasn't a full exhaustive study of the name of God. And that is what we are taking so lightly and irreverently when we just let his name slip out, you know, in our conversation and kind of carelessly. And I think it just takes intention to make sure that we're pausing before we speak. If it's, it's, I know for some people, this has just never been an issue. They would, they've never maybe said that before or would be horrified to even think about saying it. But for some people, it's just a habit. It's just a bad habit that we've gotten into. And it's going to, it takes work and it takes intention and it takes practice and prayer and honestly, an element of repentance too, to move on from it. Right. To recognize that what you're doing is indeed a sin Mm -hmm. and then to change your mind and to align your thinking with God's thinking about the matter and make it a, a subject of prayer and purposeful thought and concentration for a while. And and I'm sure that with those things, it wouldn't take very long before you realize that your speech can be changed indeed, and your habits can be broken. Yeah. So the second commandment that we're going to look at today is that of the Sabbath. Again, this is something that in our culture, we don't really think too much about. We don't really think about keeping a day separate for worship to the Lord anymore. I mean, I can remember when I was a little girl, the mall was closed on Sunday. Um, Gas stations were closed on Sunday. I mean, I was really little, but, and most restaurants were closed on Sunday. A big thing around here has been hunting on Sundays. (laughs) I remember that being like a big debate. Oh, sure. (laughs) But now anymore, anything goes on Sunday. And the Sabbath command, I'm going to read that for us here, is found in Exodus chapter 20, along with all the other commands. In verse 8, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, nor thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. In the reading of the text here, we see a little bit of the purpose behind the Sabbath day. It is to keep it separate. Holy means to be sanctified, separate from the other days. It is to remember It's to remember the Lord, the work of the Lord, 
is to remember that God rested at creation. God created the earth. Why do we have a seven-day week? Because God created the world in six days, and then he rested on the seventh. So it's about a purpose of remembering the Lord and worshiping and to set things aside for that day, set your normal routine aside, and to focus on the Lord. Now, obviously, we in today's day and age do not remember the Sabbath day in the way that the Jews remember the Sabbath day. They had um, a lot of specific rituals and preparation for it. There was a lot of tradition involved with it. Yes. So they would start Friday before six o'clock because at six o'clock was when the Sabbath would start. They would prepare. Everything would be set up for the Sabbath. And in the Sabbath, they would do special observances. They would say special blessings and they would eat special things and they would just have kind of, again, like you were saying, the ritual or these traditions that they would do each Sabbath. And with that, like all religious things, the people added more things to the Sabbath than what God even said. This command over all the other commands, had more things added to it. We see in the New Testament a lot the religious leaders condemning Jesus himself for not observing the Sabbath. And Jesus said in Mark chapter 2 and verse 27, after, you know, after the Pharisees are getting mad because the disciples are eating corn on the Sabbath and picking it on the Sabbath, Jesus says, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Therefore, the Son of Man is Lord also of the Sabbath. And I think that just kind of takes care of what the struggle was between the Pharisees and Jesus, is they were putting the Sabbath and the law even above God, in a sense. And they were not worshiping God, they were worshiping the law and the letter of the law and what they added to the law. And, and Jesus said it right there the Son of Man is Lord also of the Sabbath. Yes. God put this in place for a day of rest and he meant it for our good, but people turned it into something bad. And Jesus was reminding them, I am Lord of the Sabbath as well. It's another case of like the pendulum swinging one so far in one direction that it was wrong. And I would say in our time, we have swung in the opposite direction to a place that is probably wrong. It was a gift from God, a gift mm -hmm. to, to spend the day not just with family, but with intention to worship. And when we do that, it is amazing how our hearts can change. When we are bogged down by the things of this world, right? We are so overwhelmed. We are so stressed out. We are so just busy. And even when we're not working, we're still busy in our minds. We're, we're scrolling. We're um, thinking of things to do. We're thinking of, you know, this or that. And we just don't stop. And when God gave us this gift of the Sabbath rest for us to be intentional with our mind, it, it's not just a day where it's relaxation all day long, right? It's not a luxurious time where we don't do anything at all. That's not the purpose because when we do that, our mind is still going in all of the directions. Yeah. It's to focus our mind and our thoughts on the Lord so that we can be truly restored and rested and set apart again for the next week, like to be set up for success in the Lord for the oncoming week. And then again, I remember a verse and I wish I could remember the reference, but 
um, something that struck me a, a while back was um, a verse that said that they had forgotten where their rest was, and their rest was in the Lord, and how they had turned to so many different things looking for rest. But it really, even physical rest, I feel like, is found in the Lord. There's the anxiousness and the, the stress can can be minimized so much if we are focusing on God and who he is and what he wants from us. That's a great point. In our day and age, we use Sunday as our day to worship the Lord. And we set that apart because Christ rose again on a Sunday. And, you know, there's that picture of the old law is done away with. And when Christ died, he tore the curtain in the temple. And there's a picture of now there's new, it's a New Testament it's a new way of worshiping God. And so we worship on the Lord's day, um, but it still has that that tendency to become just a thing that we do, just like the Old Testament had a tendency to make the Sabbath just a thing that they did. It's a it's easy to, to tick it, you know, be a tick mark on your list of things to do for the week. And regardless of how you spend your, your time in church or, you know, as long as you're there... <laughs> You know, you can feel like, oh, I've just done my duty and I can move on. Um, But obviously that is not the purpose. There needs to be, again, being there intentionally to worship and to learn and grow and fellowship and be truly involved. And it's not just while we're in church either. It's the rest of the day. It was a whole day that was required to be set apart. All too often, like you were saying, we can... We can check the box, went to church Sunday morning, and the rest of my day is my time, free time that I get to, I can watch the football game. I can take a nap, not that there's anything wrong with taking a nap, but like we just view it as the rest of the day is me day. And that is definitely not the purpose. And, you know, there's a lot of people who work on the weekends and it's a hard thing for them to be able to go to church. And we certainly understand that. However, I would recommend that at any other time that you have an opportunity to be in the house of God, you you make it. You make it a priority. Making rest a priority is biblical. As long as it is, you know, there is <laughs> just like this rest and, and Sabbath is a gift, so is work, even though we don't really want to talk about that as much but everyone thinks that work was part of the curse when it wasn't it was the sweat of the brow that was the curse right adam was given a job immediately and so i think that we have to look at it um we have to to do both we have to do both or else we run ourselves into the ground and we're we're ineffective um we were talking about this the other day in our there's something called negative space and it's a blank space in, in your art or in the um, display of whatever kind. And that makes you appreciate all of what's going on in the rest of the, the picture. And if you don't have that negative space, it can just be a lot of chaos. And I think that that kind of, I don't know. I think that's a good picture of, what that that rest is for us like we need the other part the other part is very essential but so is the rest yeah that's a great example i think too we forget that god knows us better than we know ourselves and we think well i don't really need it i'm feeling i'm not feeling like i need it i don't feel overwhelmed right now but god knows that when we don't worship him regularly and with 
intention, it's very easy for us to fall off track. It's very easy for us to get dissuaded from the right and true way. And, you know, this whole COVID thing made it very easy for people to stop coming to church, to stop joining together in Christian fellowship. And I, I would say if that it was you to be careful, because the farther you step away from the people of God in the house of God and worshiping God on a regular basis, that's this uh, slope that you can easily slide down very quickly. And then you'll even forget where you came from and what you've when, what you've been brought out of, and you'll slide right back into that. I've seen it over and over and over again. It just takes a few weeks of not being faithful for it to not be a problem anymore. And you don't care about missing church and you don't care about not being there. And then you feel awkward even going back because you've been gone so long. And it's a, it's a, it becomes more of a struggle to get back on track. So I would just recommend if this, that's you, and you've been out of the game for a little while, step right back in and join right back in and people will be glad to see you and you'll be glad that you did because worshiping the Lord just brings with it such a, a peace and a calm and it lets you refocus on what is truly important in this life. I was reminded just last night when we went to church that fear has overtaken us in so many ways. And when we step away from worshiping the Lord, that fear will totally just overwhelm in so many ways. So we need to remember, like the Lord said, to put him first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God in your week. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. It's an effort. It's hard. It takes planning. It's not simple all the time. We don't feel like it all the time, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. That verse can be found in Matthew 6, 33. And while this is not the end goal, if you do have a Sunday where you do truly seek rest and you find rest in that sun- that day, man, your week, the week just starts off so much better and just like that verse says, like the other things kind of fall into place because you have started out in the right place. Not that it's a magic formula or anything like that, but just when you set the first thing first, God truly does take care of the rest. And talking about first things first, these first four commands that we have gone through now, if you've missed our other podcasts, we talked about The first command of thou shall have no other God before me. We talked about the second command of not making any graven image. And today we covered three and four. These first four commands are about our duty to God. Matthew Henry has a quote about these first four commands. He says, it is fit that these should be put first because man had a maker to love before he had a neighbor to love. And When we put our maker first in all that we say, think, and do, everything else will fall into place. It might not be how we would define prosperity or how we would define an easy life, but the internal things, there are so many people who have the wealth of this world and they have the picture perfectness 
that could be found in this world, but internally they have no peace. And if the tabloids are anything, they are proof of that because we have the most famous people in the world who are alcoholics, drug addicts, uh, committing suicide, all of these horrible things because internally they don't have that peace. So I would rather put my maker first and I would rather put his priorities for my life first and have the, the internal peace than to put the things of this world as a priority and be constantly overwhelmed and stressed and fearful and anxious. And then the rest of the commands that we'll be getting into have to speak of our relationships with others. So follow along as we continue looking at those commands and we'll, we'll be closing out this series soon. Thank you for joining us. We are honored that you chose Simply Edify to be a part of your day. If this episode was a blessing to you, would you consider subscribing to our podcast as well as writing a review or giving us a rating? This would be such a help to our ministry. We would love for other people to find us, and this is one of the ways that they can. Thank you.